everyone. This has been with the Defend Your Ground podcast. This is episode 16. I'm here with Simone Griffin, the, our Blue Ribbon Coalition Policy Director. And as we promised last week, we are going to be talking about the Logandale Trails Travel Management Plan, which is down by Overton, Nevada. It's by the Valley of Fire State Park. This is a kind of a popular off-roading destination. We know we have at least one major event there with the Las Vegas Valley four-wheelers do their hump and bump ride out there every year. Just finished that about a week ago. And so this is a big area. I know a lot of people like to go there from Vegas. I know I have friends that go down there from the St. George area. And it's just one more awesome place to go wheeling down here in the Southwest desert. The BLM's been going through this plan for about a year now. We've been engaged on it. We did some, I guess it was the scoping comments a few months ago. Um, So I have Simone here. She's been the one doing the heavy lifting on this one, digging into the plan, looking at what they're doing. For everybody who commented on the Moab plan, it's kind of a similar situation. We've got different alternatives that close different amounts of trails and affect different types of user experiences. So I'm going to turn it over to Simone, let her dive right in and let everybody know what's happening down in Logandale and what we can all do as uh, advocates and enthusiasts for uh, off-roading and outdoor recreation, what we can do to keep this area open. Uh, Why don't you go ahead and let us know what's going on, Simone? Yeah, so as Ben was saying, I mean, this is in southern Nevada and it's a really popular area for riding. So I want to talk first uh, about the good things that we're seeing in this plan. Because um, there are. There are some really good things that we're seeing in this plan. Uh, being involved in meetings that have happened in Southern Nevada regarding this planning process, I've seen the agency uh, come to some meetings and try to work with the local stakeholders there. So we do see some good things in here. The first thing that I want to mention is that they are creating two open OHV areas. And so one of the areas is for like dune riding. And then the other area is for rock climbing. So a little bit more technical for those who want that experience. You'll have an open OHV area for the technical rock climbing and then also one for dune riding. And they are both... So one's about 100 acres and the other one's about 50 acres. Yes, we would like to see those probably a little bit bigger, but that's not an option in any of the alternatives that we're seeing. So hold that thought. So is the open OHV area available in all the alternatives or is that not an option? And I know the alternative B was the one that was, as is often the case, the terrible alternative. Yeah, so the open OHV area is proposed in all three alternatives. So it sounds like that's going to happen regardless, which we like to see. Um, Regardless with the direction the BLM goes, we should have those two open OHV areas. Okay. And so so there are three alternatives being proposed to the original, what's the current management that we're seeing. Alternative D is the most recreation friendly. It closes the least amount of routes. It only closes about 36 miles of routes. And and we'll get into that um, and those designations. Alternative C, just to give people a heads up, it is the proposed alternative. There's not a huge difference between alternative C and alternative D. Um, However, alternative D does keep a few more routes open. 
and alternative C designates some as OHV limited uh, and they would be used for administrative use. So we do like alternative D and some of the things that we're seeing, so like I said, it's closing about 36 miles of routes and the routes that we're seeing closed are, there's a big cluster of routes that border Valley of Fire State Park. And so that area, I don't want to see that closed. Um, it looks like it's a, a fun area for people to ride around. Really, it looks like the designation in that area of land should be another OHV open riding area. Um, but in all the alternatives, it is being proposed for closure. So that is something that people can include in their comments that that area, it's um, on the west side of the project planning area. And I, I'm guessing the reason why it's being proposed for closure is because it's right up next to the state park. Uh, but if you are somebody who recreates in this area and you have on the ground knowledge of it, um, would love to hear that information from you because we are concerned about those closures. Uh, two other closures yeah. that we're seeing. <clears throat> so I is... want to talk about that cluster first, then okay. we'll get to the other two closures. So when I looked at the map on that one, I haven't been out there yet. Um, my guess is that the that's how the area is currently being used as, as an open OHV area. It might The management might not like that. That might be... But I bet people are not really honoring the boundary of the state park and the BLM. It looks like it's kind of just an arbitrary straight, straight line. And for, I know there's a lot of folks who probably say, oh, well, we don't want people going into a state park. Well, this state park's kind of shaped funny where you have a big, the big areas down at the south end of the state park is where all this infrastructure is, the actual reservation-based campgrounds, probably the paved roads goes through some of the most dramatic rock formations. This is like a little peninsula of land that kind of goes up along this, looks like a a rock formation, like an anticline or something. I'd have to go see it in person to know geologically what it is. Um, but it's probably like a badland area, um, open desert. And I suspect people are just kind of riding on it as if it is an open travel area. Um, I don't know how the state park's managing that area. It doesn't look like it has a lot of amenities that go up into this area. So I don't think you're getting impacts from motorized users onto the other user groups, which if you're hiking in the state park, you're probably more down on the south end where you're already kind of isolated away from the off-road activity that goes on up around Logandale. And so <clears throat> I'm not quite sure. And it looks like even to get into this area, they're wanting to close. I know you'll probably talk about these. Um, mm -hmm a route that gets into here. So you have to cut through the state park anyway, just to get to this area based on what they're proposing to close. And maybe that's the best way to do it. I just, I'm looking at the maps. I'm, those are my questions, but why don't you yeah. go ahead Simone? Yeah. So like Ben was saying, one of the routes that provides the best access to the area, uh, it's Logan wash. And I'm guessing the reason why it's being proposed for closure is because it isn't a wash. Lots of times they'll cite riparian uh, issues because they don't want roads and wash beds. But that is the route. So it's at the north part of the project planning area. And that provides access to from the town to these riding areas without that road. And it is being proposed for closure in all the alternatives. 
um, it's going to be a lot more difficult to get up to these open OHV riding areas. You're going to have to go down and around. And so that one's really problematic, the Logan Wash Trail. Yeah, and that's one where, again, I'd, I would defer to local judgment if everybody agrees that they don't need or want that. But my guess is there's a route there for a reason, and it was probably to provide easier access to the folks that live in town to get into this riding area and not have to go around and through the state park to get into it. And so anyway, so that's one we have questions about. I think what was the route number on that? I can look it up if you want to keep going, Simone, with the okay. other questions. Yeah. So I, and there's, there's some more wins in this planning process. The 13 mile loop stays open and all the alternatives, uh, the hidden Canyon route stays open within this project planning area. Uh, so we do see the BLM, uh, recognizing some of the needs and the wants of users, and, and we're appreciative of that. However, there are still some concerns, like we've mentioned, with some of these clusters of routes and, and the routes to access them. Uh, another thing I want to address is camping in the area. The planning area has been split up into two recreation man management zones. Uh, the larger of the zones is about 3,000 or 13 thousand acres where the other zone is about 2,000 acres and so the second zone the smaller one that's going to be open and available for target shooting which is going to restrict camping in the area and what we would like to see happen is if campsites are going to be closed and camping is going to be restricted in this area then there should be more camping opportunities available in the other recreation management zone in order to provide however many current campsites there are, I'm not sure how many there currently are, but to offset that so that we're not losing campsites because of the target shooting designation. Yeah, and that's, I agree with that. I think if it looks like there's kind of three campsites or camping areas, these are all going to be kind of your dispersed primitive campsites. There's a lot of the more developed campsites in this Overton area. I know the state park's going to have developed camping, but this is where you can get that primitive um, backcountry camping on BLM land. They'll be closing three sites down in the shooting range area, and we support shooting ranges. We think that that's an adequate proper use of public land, and you do that does create a public safety concern if you're allowing a whole lot of other recreation to go on where people want to shoot. And so that's one of those areas where we see like a real... In this case, Simone, this would be a documented use of user conflict. You have a user that wants to go out and shoot recreationally on the, the ground. And if you have somebody wanting to hike around in that area, then there is the likelihood that somebody really gets injured by the activities of that other user. And so that is where it's probably appropriate to sequester away a small piece of land that's already being predominantly used for the shooting activity and, and kind of dedicating it to that. Um, and that can be done. I guess they're doing that through a travel management plan, which seems a little odd. Um, the county could also acquire that land is what we often see happen with shooting ranges is the counties will acquire the land through the Recreation and Public Purposes Act and turn it into a shooting range that's managed more as a county facility rather than a BLM facility. Um, but in this case, they're at least setting up the travel management to accommodate the shooting experience. Um, if there's three camping areas that are being closed, I can definitely find three other camping areas with or areas with camping potential up in the other zone. 
and they should probably be exploring ways to accommodate more camping up in that other zone. Um, but yeah, so go ahead. What else have you got for us? Yeah, so what we're seeing in a lot of plans too is the creation of buffer zones. And although we're not seeing it heavily in this plan, uh, there are routes that are just up along the border. I mean, we briefly talked about this, but up along the border of Valley of Fire State Park. And I just don't want to see routes closed just because they border the state park. Um, because we're seeing that in plans across the country that because a motorized route is near a certain area of land, they want to close it just because it's close to it. And as long as it's public land, then, and those routes have a purpose and a need, they should stay open. And so we, we would like to get more of, you know, local input. Uh, the people who use these routes frequently would love to hear what they have to say about some of these routes specifically. Uh, we do have that information linked on our website. If you want to take a look at these maps and get a better idea of which routes specifically are being closed. Overall though, we, we like the open OHV area designations. Uh, those I think are needed and really wanted. And we need people to submit comments this planning period is open until November 14th. Uh, so you have a few more days to get comments in and let the BLM know what you would like to see through this travel management process and which routes are important to you and which areas need to stay open. Uh, alternative D, like I said, is the most favorable, but it's still closing 36 miles of routes. And I hate to see any miles of routes go um, because then we just progressively see more and more lost motorized users. So, yeah. so how many total out of that? Like, so 36 miles sounds like a small number compared to some of these bigger plans we've involved in, but this is a smaller plan. So what, it, like, do you know the total mileage of routes that are being analyzed? Uh, yes. Let me pull that up. So you can look that up and just to reiterate something Simone said is as I look at this map, the high, you do have like clusters of routes over against the state park. If you look at those on Google Maps and take away all the boundary lines between the BLM and the state park, it looks like people are just using these as like kind of an open area where you're just kind of crisscrossing around through braided trails. And they're really contained to a small spot, which means that must be where the high value riding is. I have a I have a question. I don't know if the plan addresses it, but how do they plan to enforce this where you have kind of this existing trend of user behavior? There's going to be people who've just been doing that forever, um, using that resource in that way. And now you have to come in and block off 400 little like 100 yard trails Tiny that are just little, yeah. and you're going to fence them all off or you're going to put barriers out there. I mean, there's no vegetation. There's no like... And so is the management in the medicine going to be worse than the actual problem here, which is probably not a problem. I mean, I think people have been using that area that way. And I suspect over, I just don't see what the purpose is unless were they citing that the users in this area are causing resource damage or impacting other users or what is this coming from that even though 
they look redundant. What I see is I see a playground and people want to just go kind of pick their own path and wander around in an open area and then head out on the main trail. And so maybe what looks like redundant because there's eight little routes that kind of crisscross around is actually just kind of like a playground for dirt bikes or other users to kind of go up and down different terrain features. Do they speak to this at all? Or are they just acting like if we have one route like this, that's all you need? Yeah, they're acting like if you have the one route, that's all you need. They cite visual resource um, and there are they do cite resource damage, not a lot of user conflict issues, but... And, and to be fair, we did ask the BLM to document all routes. And they, I, it looks like they did a very thorough job. If there was any, like, even remote view like a line, of a, They call it like a linear feature that you can see from a satellite. Yeah. Then, I mean, those all of those trails are marked. Um, and they're starting out, to answer your question, earlier question there's 154 miles of routes i mean it's not a huge huge area and so even 36 miles though in this area is a big chunk of that to close and so most of them are small little routes um that just connect to other ones and like you said it's just this big playground for people to go play on and so i think there should be more open ohv areas i think the open ohv areas that they have need to be larger because closing these areas there's not a huge reason to do it that I'm seeing. Yeah. And you do have, what is it we often see is you do have an area that is the managed developed state park nearby, which is managed for a completely different experience. And my guess is there isn't a whole lot of motorized recreation off of a paved road down in the main corridor of the Valley of Fire State Park. And so this area seems like it wouldn't hurt anything to kind of just go with the flow of what's already happening. Um, we don't want to see people turned into criminals for just doing what's kind of normally been done for decades now. Um, looking at what they want to close here, I see a big management headache of how do we go and educate the users about this? How do we design features into the trail that prohibit people from going where they shouldn't? And at some point, given the heavy concentration of use in just a few small areas, it might be easier just to go with what people want, which they're telling us what they want by how they're acting. And so anyway, well, that's good to know. So about 36 miles of 150 is still, I mean, even on the that's a good chunk of it. most permissive plan, that still is a lot of routes. And so, mm-hmm. okay, so we have till November 14th, which is what, Monday? Uh, so yes. coming Monday. Yeah. And yes. so you have till midnight. Go ahead and send this around. If you're in Nevada and you're in an off-road club in that area, definitely get the word out about this plan. Help us spread the word. Uh, we know we've got a lot of users in Mesquite, um, St. George area. This is all somewhere where you'll probably end up riding because they do um, do the organized events. It looks like where they're doing the open area, like you said, the rock crawling and the sand dune, that gives it the potential to kind of be an area that attracts the events. Yeah. And they didn't, the current event that, I mean, you mentioned the hump and bump that they have, they didn't want to close any routes that they use for that. And so they are trying to be accommodating to those events, but still too many routes are being closed, I think. 
Yeah, so we'll be adding in our comment just those concerns, but this is one where we see the BLM, I think, is really trying to work with the motorized community. Um, we want to support that. We want to make sure that, that the motorized community and that local area is getting the support from the broader motorized community. Um, but that's just our broad concerns and just making sure they're thinking twice about why they're closing what they're closing. So anyway, so go. We have an action alert. We'll put a link in the description of the podcast you can click to it go submit a comment in just a few minutes if you've commented before on any of our moab plans or any of the other big action alerts we've done um we need you on these ones too it, it only takes a few minutes of your time but it lets the blm know we're watching and that people pay attention and want to use and recreate in these areas so go ahead and get that done and um uh, that's all we got for today we'll be back next week with a new topic i think right now there's kind of it's open-ended we have a few things cooking um, there's always something going on and we'll be back next week. And if you haven't subscribed yet, you should do that. Uh, subscribe to the podcast, help us share it on social media. So we get more listeners and we'll keep sharing you the best information we can find on how you can become effective advocates to keep your lands and adventures open. 